Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Jamie. Check it out. All right. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Jamie. Jamie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's it's. I'm so happy that you're on Fans with Bands. Um, because I remember, and I was looking it up, it was 2015, years ago, I saw you in a band <laughs> called Rain uh, at the Token Lounge, and then I saw you at Dirt Fest, like, it was like, that was eight years ago, I guess. Um, That's crazy. I know. Uh, and then, you know, so I got to know you a little bit there, and then I saw you recently uh, doing that awesome uh, cover of Xanadu with uh, our friends in Imminent Sonic Destruction, which was fantastic. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And now <laughs> you've got this album, Blurred, which is fantastic. It I can't Thank tell you, you how, how awesome that is. Um, but there's one problem in that the title, Blurred, I think is a little bit off because the music is so focused and outstanding. I just like, <laughs> what, where did the t- So, well, hopefully we'll get into that. Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but but thanks for being on here. So um, to, to launch right into it, we're... How did Blurred uh, come about? What, what's the story behind that album? So it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, a couple of years ago, which seems crazy to me, um, I was talking with a friend at work and he was like, hey, we should join. We should start a band. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked my good friend Alex if uh, he'd be interested and he said he was. Um, we ended up having some creative differences. So we decided to part ways with my coworker and Alex and I were just like, we're on the same page with a lot of the stuff. Um, so we decided to keep going and we wrote a bunch of music and we recorded it in my creepy basement <laughs> and, and all of this happened and it was, it was great. Nice. So that's been two years in the making. Yeah. yeah. Since the winter of 2021. Wow, crazy! So, yeah. uh, so, so, like, what, what was the inspiration? I mean, obviously, you were, um, you know, somebody was like, "Hey, you know, we should make some music." But had you been thinking about it at all, or was it just like that was the spark that said, "Yeah, I've got some tunes and I'm ready to write." I mean, I was on and off thinking about it over the years. I took a hiatus after my time in Rain, like uh, five-ish years. I took mm-hmm. some time off. Um, and I completely, I just completely put it away. I didn't do anything. I mean, I fiddled around on my piano, sometimes my guitar. I still sang in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so I still did some stuff here and there, like just for me to yeah. keep myself going. But uh, when it came, when it came to doing stuff seriously and taking my music seriously, I took a hiatus. But there were times where I was like, man, I really miss it. I miss playing on stage. I miss writing. I miss being able to collaborate with all these great people and create cool stuff. Um, So I started going to shows again. And uh, I'm actually a part of another group, too, called Just the Basic. Um, They don't really play shows. They're mostly a studio band. And um, I ran into an old friend from LC Beings at another show. (laughs) And he was like, hey, we actually messaged you and you never responded. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> they were still in my message requests. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never got to it. So it's just been on and off missing it. And then I decided finally just to jump back in. 
like I dove back in head first and cool. cool. So had you, did you have any of the song ideas fleshed out? And so, uh, cause I want to try to understand like, what was the writing process like with, were you and Alex, like, did, like I said, did you have some, some things like sort of fleshed out or was it the both of you kind of getting together and say, yeah, this works, this doesn't work. Um, it was kind of a combination of both. Okay. There were a couple of songs that he had completely fleshed out. All he needed was, uh, vocals like vocal melodies and lyrics and everything. Mm -hmm. And I took a stab at a couple of them and they ended up working. And when it came to everything else, it was mostly uh, me settling around my keyboard and saying, Hey, what do you think of this? And he'd say, say whether or not we could go forward with it or not. Cool. And yeah. So, um, so like I said, the, the whole album is, is outstanding. Um, but there's a couple of little tunes I, I want to talk about because I really, really like them. Uh, the first one is called Yesterday. So can you okay. tell me the inspiration behind that? How did that song come to be? Um, that was one of the songs that was completely fleshed out and all that was needed was lyrics and vocals. Um, it took me a year and a half to get something that we liked because it was awful. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad I, for the first like six months I was every single idea I threw out we both hated it it was awful and I was like okay never again I thought it was cursed um <laughs> then finally I, I actually remember I was I've been playing around with this phrase uh like seasons change and the leaves show their age I was like that's a really cool line I really want to use it and I was like eh. Is it okay if I swear? I'm sorry. Yeah, I have yeah, a for sure. Mouth. Go for cool. it. Cool. Awesome. I'm like, fuck it. We're going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was driving in the Meyer parking lot and then I just, I was playing it, like the music that he sent me and I came up with a random melody and I was like, okay, this is, this is good. So I sent it to him and he goes, I think you finally cracked the code. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So was it just you and Alex pretty much working on this or did you have some other folks? It was pretty uh, much just in? us two. Nice. Um, throughout the process, I sent a couple of mixes to Tony to get some of his honest input because I knew he'd be honest with me. Yeah. Um, and he gave his input on some stuff. And uh, But basically, it was mostly just me and Alex. Um, nice. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you guys get a, did a great job of... Um, not only the performances, but the the mix, um, I, I think is really good. It's really well balanced. Uh, guitar sound great. You know, your vocals sound awesome. Um, was that again just you guys, or did you have anybody else coming in to twiddle the knobs, so to speak? That that was just us. Like awesome. I said, I'm sure, I'm sure in some mixes you might be able to hear my dogs walking around upstairs because <laughs> it wasn't my creepy basement. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, I think we did a good job at dialing that out, but there are times when we were down there where the water softener would go off. You could hear oh, the yeah. dogs like barking at the neighbor behind us. You could hear them <laughs> walking around because we had hardwood floors. Like oh, if yeah. you if you breathe too loud, we could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to re-listen now because I, I I just had it playing over to the my my displays, you know, so not like headphones or anything. So I'll have to uh Give it another a couple of listens, see if I can hear the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other tune I really love is called Heartbeat. Um, oh, that's a good one. What's the, what's the story? What's the inspiration for that one? So 
we're gonna get a little personal here. Um, it's okay. That's good. It's <laughs> what we want to uh, do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we've been my husband and I have been married for like three years. Uh, and I've been having some fertility issues. Uh, which sucks. Um, yeah. and last year I saw um the latest Doctor Strange movie where the main concept of uh the main concept of the movie was the witch uh wanda seeing her kids in her dreams and i was like oh my gosh i can see my kids in my dreams this is crazy so i kind of connected it and uh yeah that one was really really it was it it wrote itself but it was really hard for me to write emotionally you know because yeah. I, I had to sit down and be really honest with myself and um that song was also really hard to sing and play at the same time so that in itself was a challenge for me to write <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah I can't it imagine was, it was know? really nice to like sit down and watch the movie and be able to connect and be like oh my god that totally makes sense and um that's just how I that's how I feel best uh expressing that is through that song um and it I showed it to my brother too, my little brother. He just turned 20. He's a, I love him, but he is, he's a shit ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we were going for a drive. I showed it to him and he started bawling and I was like, oh God. Oh, man. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, fans with bands uh, just isn't about me asking you questions, although I've, I've got plenty to go, but, um, I'll open it up if Tony or Helen or Alex, although Alex, you were involved, so we probably should get you <laughs> looped in here too. But um, uh, does anybody have any questions for Jamie? Uh, none at this time yet. All right. Cool. I can't think of anything right now, but. I have I have some, but I'm going to wait till later. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, so Alex, Jamie, so how did you guys uh, get to know each other and um what was your inspiration <laughs> i, I want to get both your stories if if we can about like how did you get into well how did you meet uh and then you know how did each of you get into music well i don't, um, I don't know who wants to start so <laughs> well I'll, I'll talk about how we met uh, it was like 10-ish years ago i was 19 i still had braces i was still in rain um and we did a show at uh, this place called the bridge in Flint and he was there his dad ran sound um, and rain and the Coggins family basically just kind of linked up and became really good friends and Alex and I because we were both basically kids at the time we really connected and we became good friends and uh, there was one show <laughs> there was one show it was like a family fun day and you know, back in rain, I had my keyboard sideways. So like my side was towards the audience yeah. because the keyboard is big and awkward and it was awful. And how this stage was set up was the sound was placed behind, like on stage right behind me. And there was one song in particular uh, called Fallen. And in that song, Carrie and I, we did a dance and Alex was there running sound. And th in this dance, we had to like shake our butt and so my butt was in his face so i held very still <laughs> but it was basically just a lot of shows at the church at the bridge church in flint and yeah it was a lot of fun 
Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So what what got you into music? What was your inspiration to to want to play music? And more importantly, to so because a lot of people, you know, pick up an instrument or like you said, sing in the shower. Um, but it takes another level of like, I don't know, craziness to want to go do that on stage. So um, how did you get inspired to perform music? Uh, well, I grew up in a musical family. As you know, Jared is my dad. Uh, he lives also in Rain, and he's a guitarist. And I, like I said, grew up in a musical family. So my dad played guitar. My uncle played the drums. My other uncle played drums, p- piano, guitar, bass, the oh. whole shebang except for singing. Uh, I had an aunt who sang. I have a grandma who I love to death, but she's very tone deaf. Um, <laughs> so I, I share her passion. Music, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we share the passion. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of just bound to happen at some point. Uh, I was always singing. My mom tells everybody that when I was before I could even speak, whenever I was watching the Aristocats, like I was two years old, when only when they were singing, I would like clap my hands. Um, but. Eh. And then (laughs) uh, as for piano, I just kind of started at four. Jared brought home a keyboard one day and said, hey, you're going to play this. And my four-year-old self was like, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then at 12, I asked Jared to show me some guitar stuff. So I learned some get fiddle. And it's just kind of bound to happen. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Do you play any other instruments? Is keyboard is your main instrument, correct? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you um, do most of your composing on the keyboard or do you bounce back to guitar or anything else? Lately, it's been just me and the piano um, because it's all I have. I have an ukulele too, and I've fiddled with that. Uh-huh. Um, I have a couple songs written on the ukulele too, and those are being recorded with just the basic. Um, I sold my guitar, unfortunately, two years ago. Big mistake. Um <laughs> Alex was very mad at me about that. <laughs> it was a beautiful 12 string acoustic. Oh, oh. my favorite thing. His name was Charlie. Um, <laughs> that's a good name but, for a guitar. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, right now it's just me and my piano. Nice. Nice. Do you think you, uh, so do you think you will get into, uh, get another guitar or do you just like stick with keyboards? I have a sneaky suspicion that my husband might be looking at guitars for me. Oh, all right. Um, he's he's very cute, but he's not sneaky at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, awesome! So, what was your? Um, so, I kind of like to get into like you know uh, where folks come from in their music, and so what was the first album that you listened that you bought, and that maybe an album, uh, CD, whatever. <laughs> uh, oh God. Oh, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> it was Britney Spears. <laughs> All right. Excellent. I was in the third grade. My, my entire room was pink. There were flowers everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and I was very into Britney. Not so much anymore. Her voice is a little... She's talented. I think she's a great dancer. This is not my style anymore. Yeah. Uh, but since then, I've evolved from like, it's Britney bitch to Pat Benatar, <laughs> then Dream Theater and Queensryche and all them. Then I got cool and what his music was nice well you know there's nothing wrong i um because sometimes you like when you look back like i think of bands that i just wrote off when i was a kid because i was like you know fuck that like so my sister loved the police and queen and because she loved them i hated them 
So I was like, fuck that. And so, <laughs> and so I, I, I missed out on like a lot of music until later in life. I'm going, why am I not listening to this? And mm -hmm. then, so then I got into it. So, you know, although I never really got into Britney, I, I <laughs> don't blame you, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but you know, you know, some of that stuff, the pop stuff is, is totally fine. Some of it's, yeah. Horrible, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, I basically like anything I can sing along with. But when coming back to Queen, I love Queen. Um, I, I have three brothers and every single summer we would all go up north to Roger City and we would oh. all jam out to Queen. Bicycle was our jam. Oh, it really? Was, oh, yeah. Bicycle <laughs> and Fat Bottom Girls. Nice. <laughs> every time. It was on repeat the entire way up north. My parents hated us. It was, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, uh, do you guys have plans to do uh, take Blur and to the stage uh do some shows and stuff like that i need a band <laughs> <laughs> tony Alex? yeah what's up yeah <laughs> i'm sure um, two of you could scrounge up a band come on yeah i'll play bass there you go <laughs> yeah so not the drums that's your main i'm not a drummer <laughs> uh not at all i can program them just like alex <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. um when it comes to live stuff, I don't know. Uh, right now, I'm just doing like on and off stuff. If if Tony ever needs me for anything, he knows he can hit me up. Um, I'm doing a. I have a show coming up on the 26th for the Amalgamation Project, oh. and that's actually really cool. Um, we're doing yesterday as uh, our song. It's basically where a whole bunch of musicians are paired up to write a song, and uh, like, and it's pairs that you would never think to put together there's an opera singer with a prog metal player oh, and wow. the song that they put together is fucking badass i cannot wait to hear them play that live awesome. um so where do, like what is this so how did this come like what is amalgam is it a thing like a ongoing is it just a one one-off kind of project or like an ongoing thing where it's an uh and by an ongoing thing i mean sort of like a i don't know uh, an institution that kind of does this thing, you know, an ongoing event. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I was kind of a last minute addition. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, there were a couple people who dropped out. So my friend Phil from LC Banks, he reached out and he goes, hey, so I'm part of this thing called the Amalgamation Project. Um, we had a couple people drop out and I reluctantly put your name in and the guy was interested. <laughs> do you want to do one of your songs off of your new album? And I'll play guitar and there'll be a backing band. And I was like, sure <laughs> um. <laughs> awesome so like what will that just be like um is that performed live then yes yep it'll it? be okay. performed live uh by cool. a, there's going to be one band and then the pairs will go up and play their song backed by that backing house band cool um where, where I, is that and when it'll be at the Beasel concert lounge uh okay. on august 26th um i just became friends with the leader of it uh, Brian Knickerbocker. Okay. I don't know if you know him. You might. Uh, maybe. The name sounds familiar, but I can't place the face. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he jumped on like me joining it, and uh, I was he. The band learned the song yesterday in two days, and they wow. did a pretty damn good job at it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I was really impressed and very tired because that's a lot of high notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's the tune that has like the super high note, right? Where you're yep. carrying it for like, quite, like maybe third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that I I hated myself for writing that song that day at practice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And you, so you mentioned the the other band, in, which I've totally blanked out on. We we're going to play the, the ukulele. Yeah. So yeah. W- what's the story behind that band? And w- it's more contemporary music or what would it be considered? No, no, they're pretty heavy too. Uh, oh, okay. They, they have some screaming stuff. Um, I've never written to screaming music before, uh, but the guy's really good at it. Uh, his name is Eric. He's a really good screamer. Um, I feel awful all the time because... <laughs> He's like, hey, what do you think of the lyrics? And I respond with, I don't really know what you're saying because you're screaming, <laughs> but I'm sure they're great. <laughs> well, he has to like type them out and send them to me. <laughs> yeah, but when you uh, so have you had this experience when you listen to somebody that screams or does uh, death metal vocals, and then you can read the lyrics? Can you then hear it? Yes. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Wow. Because uh, for the longest time, like. Um, my, my entry into death metal was, uh, at the gates and carcass. Um, so heart work from carcass and, um, terminal spirit disease from at the gates. And if you've ever listened to at the gates, it's like this agonized, tortured scream, you know, that's what Tomas is vocal, mm-hmm. <sighs> but you can kind of make out a few of his words, but then when you hear the, when you see the lyrics, you go, Oh shit, it all comes. And it's especially true if you listen to like the cookie monster, you know, like corpse grinder from, uh, you know, cannibal corpse or something or Chris mm-hmm. Barnes when he was back in that band where they're Whoa! and you're like, what is it? Are they really saying words or is it just, are they just fucking with me? And <laughs> you can kind of make some of those words out. Now, sometimes you can't like the, yeah. pig, the pig squeals and all that stuff. You're like, wow. that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Especially, uh, there was this band I saw, um, uh, shit, uh, pile putrid pile yeah that's what it was it's a a grind band it's it's one dude um that's what he does the whole time like super fast guitars you know and with a drum machine going and then him doing (laughs) and then him sort of like that but pig squealing the whole time you know and like yeah yeah in the studio taste i guess yeah in the studio um (laughs) they were like labeling what kind of scream they were gonna do and then He's like, okay, what about Piggy? And then Phil goes, okay, yeah, we'll do Piggy. And I was like, what the fuck is Piggy? <laughs> Phil goes, you'll see. And then he did it. And I was like, oh, okay, I see it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of singers, are, is there anybody that you really admire that uh, kind of influenced your style? Um, well, all the singers that I absolutely adore have really sultry, smoky voices. And my voice is not smoky. It's very, it pierces, it's very piercing, it's very clean. <laughs> I can't do raspy. I've tried. Um, Josh told me I should start smoking. I said, fuck that. Smoking is bad. <laughs> Just say no, kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I absolutely adore Dolan Turner. Um, and uh, Ann Wilson from Heart. Oh, I love her voice. Yeah. I guess it very, very like gritty, dirty, smoky voices. But I'd say when it comes to like stuff, people that I can relate to vocal role models, I would go with James Labrie because he's got a very also piercing, um, clean, clear voice. Too. Yeah, but he sucks now. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I only saw Dream Theater once and I was in the eighth grade. <laughs> okay. Well, then oh. it was it was great for you then. Yeah, yes, it was it back. Was. That was back a little ways then. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll tell oh, you. That I, was a little uh, rude of me. I apologize. <laughs> well, it's all good. I, I was rude about Dream Theater, I think, the last uh, episode of this <laughs> because I was I was talking to somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was. But um, I think we were just talking about, like, performances where you can tell where the artist is really into their music. And not to mm -hmm. say that Dream Theater are not into their music, but I went to a show, and this was probably, I don't know, um, it's probably getting on eight or nine years ago maybe but it was the very first time seeing dream theater um i'd always been into him well not always since you know what was the one album that kind of lifted them up uh it's like in the 90s Scenes from a memory yeah. oh uh images and words yeah images and words. oh yes yeah so that you know i got into the men and i really uh you know enjoyed the music and so finally got to see him and i was bored out of my mind because it was oh, just no. like watching like I could have listened to the album and got the same experience I felt, mm -hmm. you know, cause it was, I, I mean, it was kind of incredible to, well, it was incredible to see, um, geez, I'm blanking out on, um, uh, when did you see him? Uh, I, I want to say it was like eight years ago, maybe, maybe, maybe nine. Um, mm. but yeah, it was just, uh, it was kind of boring and I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I if that was when Portnoy was in the band. Yeah, I kind of stopped it after was. Portnoy left. I yeah. feel awful. I I listened to a dramatic turn of events, um, <laughs> and it was fine, but it wasn't. It, they did. I feel like they lost their character, like what made Absolutely. them different from everybody else, and it sucked because I loved them growing up. Activarium yeah. and um, Black Clouds and Silver Linings were a couple. There were those were the two albums that I really got acquainted with. Um, when I got to know Dream Theater and then I got into their older stuff and I was like, holy shit, these guys are really good. Yeah. And then Portnoy left and I was sad and <laughs> a dramatic turn of, of events happened. And I was like, okay, I can get down with this ish. This is fine. There was an obvious change because I mean, drummers, they bring a lot to the band. Yeah. Everybody brings a lot to their bands. Um, but that was a huge change. And then the album after that, I can't remember what it was. But it was the album after that, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're great, but yeah, yeah. I'm out." <laughs> I think it happens. That's that's kind of a, uh, I think. Well, at least for me, my experience has been like sometimes you know you you're really into a band, you followed them so long, and then an album comes out that either they just weren't into it or something, but it kind of just derails it, and so then you're like, okay. I love that band, but I only love them up to here, right? Because mm -hmm. after that, they're just, eh, you know, Metallica, the Black Album. I know that's a dividing thing. People became Metallica fans when they heard that album. Mm -hmm. That the album to me was like fucking letdown. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I waited, <laughs> I waited for like in line to go to a listening thing for that fuck. Mm -hmm. I was so bummed out. Of and then I was like, oh, fuck that. I don't, I, fuck that band. But I love old, <laughs> I love I love old Metallica. But you know, after that, I'm like, eh, well, you know, whatever. So anyway, so uh, like progressive music. You know, you mentioned Dream Theater, and mm -hmm. obviously your your album is in the progressive mold. Was there other progressive uh, bands that kind of were influential for you or that you admired? I mean, obviously Dream Theater and Queen. Yeah. <laughs> and Queen. Um, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Dream Theater, Queen, Queensryche. I met Queensryche. They were so cool. Oh, cool. Um, Jeff Tate bought me a shot. I don't think he realized that he bought me a shot, but he bought me a shot. <laughs> We're going to stick with that story. Awesome. <laughs> was, that that, was that at the Diesel? 
No, that was at Token. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was at the their acoustic thing. I was front row. They were doing take hold of the flame. I was going to do the high note with him, and he goes, take hold. And I was like, <laughs> no! <laughs> I was going to do it with you! <laughs> he can't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess time does that but still i was i could have done it for you then <laughs> <laughs> right yes. let me on stage <laughs> yeah. there you go yeah they hear this voice blasting out from the audience what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome so um speaking of like shows what what's the most memorable show you've ever been to memorable memorable show i've ever been to um I gotta be honest. I haven't gone to a lot of large shows. Uh, it's okay. It could be a small show. It could be anybody. Somebody playing in the backyard was memorable. <laughs> um, let's see. My first show with Pat Benatar. She lowered all of her notes, like all of her songs, like three keys. Wow. Um, Whoa. I know. I mean, she did. She had really high songs. Uh, Heartbreaker was yeah. a good one. <laughs> uh, but the most memorable. I would have to say, I think about this. Uh, I'd have to say the first time I played, I opened for Queensryche because, uh, I mean, obviously I opened for them, so I performed, but it was so cool to like share the stage with them. Yeah. I was, it was, that was at the Diesel. I was on the lounge side. They were on like the big side. And that was the very first time. I think that's the first time we played with Imminent Sonic Destruction. Um, yep. I still had braces. <laughs> um, and it was the first time we had like a big audience too. So I was like, oh my God, we're playing for a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and then on the other side, I was like, over there, I can just walk like 20 feet that way. And then there's fucking Queensryche. Yeah. Ah. Oh man, that's awesome. It was, was so cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So um, what did you take away from like those, like the beginning of when you first performed on stage until now? Like what, what were some of the, like the most the things you really learned about like, you know, performing and, and doing your craft. Um, obviously being on stage and having good stage presence and being good at what you do is a, it's a good part of it, mm -hmm. but an even bigger part of it is the connections that you make with the other bands that you share the stage with. Um, being good is only like a quarter of the job. It's mm -hmm. all about making connections. It's all about networking. It's all about um, perfecting your craft and doing what you do best. Um, and all, never, never assuming that you're the best at anything. Always giving yourself room to grow because no matter how good you are, you're, you can always be better. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the biggest thing for me was just making connections. Um, when we first started playing out, uh, I was in a relationship and he was great, uh, but because of him, we left. I went there, I set up my stuff, played the show, tore my stuff down, and we left. I didn't stay to make connections or anything. And yeah. because of that, nobody knew me. They just said, oh, there's that girl with the big hair that plays keyboards behind for that one band. Right, right. And that, that was it. Um, and yeah. after we ended things, I started hanging out more and uh, staying after shows and making connections. That's how I got to know the guys in ISD and how they thought, oh, she's not just that guy's girlfriend. <laughs> oh. um. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that is, uh, that's a good point, you know, as far as the networking goes, because that is a, that's a big part of it. You know, I Huge. always, 
I always feel bad, you know, now when I'm at a show, cause you know, years ago I used to play and then, you know, you would just hang out. If you were first, you know, you'd be hanging out, listening to the other bands. If you were last, you were hanging out, waiting to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, taking pictures, I get so like kind of focused on doing what I'm doing that I don't, right. you know, sometimes I don't even talk to anybody. I'm like, fuck, I didn't even see you. Sorry. You know? So yeah. uh, it, it is, it is important. So it's cool. <laughs> So if you could go anywhere uh, to uh, do play a show, uh, where would that be? Oh, crap. Um, okay. So <laughs> I worked at a church for three years as a youth worship director. I know, hard to believe. Um, and there was this festival that we would go to every single year called the Creation Festival. It was in Pennsylvania, and it was held in the Valley of the Mountains. And mm-hmm. you were just surrounded by sound and noise and in the best way possible and it was gorgeous the you wouldn't think that the sound would be good but it was actually really freaking good <laughs> so if if i could go play anywhere that would probably be it as long as it was packed and loaded with people and uh we had good sound and maybe not so much christian music i mean if that's your jam go for it yeah yeah uh, but it's not quite mine anymore <laughs> <laughs> so i'm more into were- metal <laughs> So if you, well, uh, there are Christian metal bands, aren't they? There are. Um, some. Uh, isn't Pain um, of Salvation Christian? No? No. No? They okay. just, their name sounds like it. But it sounds like it, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Striper was, wasn't there? Weren't they? Striper was, yeah. Sure we all for yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to think. Isn't there a death metal band that's like a. There is. I can't think of the Christian name, but band? I know that they're out there. They were at Creation Fest. Um, and there was that's a huge incredible. mosh pit. Yeah, there is a huge mosh pit and I almost got trampled. It was terrifying. Um, I'm not a very big person and everybody else was gigantic. And (laughs) it was, there were so many people watching. It was just a giant mud pit and it was very rainy that Creation Fest week. So it was terrifying and awesome and great at the same time. Awesome. Oh, uh, Alec put that uh, Disciple is a Christian rock metal. Uh, Okay. Oh yeah. And it's his favorite band too. Cool. yeah i'll have to check them out yeah so uh who you know if you you gave me the uh the place but uh who would you like to have on that bill with you this dream bill of the, at the dream place this dream bill um i've been lately i've been listening to hang on i gotta pull up my phone here because i'm terrible at remembering band names yeah me too. um <laughs> um Probably Camelot because uh, that guy's voice is yeah. insane. I fangirled over him one time because I got to meet him and I was like, how do you keep your voice so clear, so clear and perfect? <laughs> and then I didn't remember anything you said because I was like, I was, I was just like, he talked to me. <laughs> um, so Camelot, uh, Circus Maximus. Um, be really cool to play with Boston, like in their prime. Um, there's this other band that I used to listen to, Amaranthi. Oh, all right. I don't think they I've would be really cool. Heard of them? How's that? Oh, spelled? yeah, Amaranth Elise Red. Yeah, oh. yes. She's yeah. got a she's got a killer voice. Yeah, she's hot um. too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I mean, nice. yeah. She, she <laughs> bonus. She got a bonus for for hot. Nice to look at. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your like? Uh, if you're going to just like 
listen to music. What's your what's your perfect space to do that? Is it um, in the car? Is it on a walk? Is it just you know hanging out in the living room? What's what's the space that you like to listen to? Anywhere I can sing along with it as loudly as I can without being judged. <laughs> so basically when I'm home alone, because you know, Josh is busy doing stuff too. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to annoy him. Uh, so <laughs> when I'm home alone, the acoustics in my bathroom are fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> my car, I love listening to music in my car. Cause I can like lower and do it as I, as I please. Um, yeah. and sing along. I get weird looks, but it's fine. I smile and wave. Um, <laughs> just basically anywhere I can listen alone and not be judged. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, Tony or Helen or Alex, did you guys have any questions? Yeah, I got I, I got a handful of questions, actually. If you awesome. don't mind, I'll just yeah, go for it. rapid fire. So uh, actually, um, I'll, I'll start with Alex just because I have a question about the recording. I mean, I get, I could ask you too, Jamie, but I he did the recording, right? Yes. All right. So, Alex, what did you guys use for recording software? Just because I'm kind of geeking out about it, it sounds great. Like you, you guys did a great job recording it. Thanks. Yeah, it was fantastic. Our Logic Pro. Oh, he, he probably doesn't have it. Oh, okay. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. there it is. I thought he had his mic on. That's my bad. Okay. No uh, and then my other my other question is, I was. Uh, well, since we are friends, I happen to have heard some of your newer little, you know, songs that you started and you're playing the ukulele. I'm sorry, the ukulele. <laughs> yeah, and um, and uh, and they're great. Um, but when you sh when you showed me those and then I listened to the, the new album, I was actually kind of surprised at how heavy it was. So how do you go forward like with the next with the new music going forward? And you're rocking a, an ukulele, considering how heavy your music was before. So that's that, that's my big question. Yeah, that is a great question. The so the latest song that I wrote on the ukulele is going to be recorded with just the basic, and that's going to be uh, "Railroads." The um, chasing down a train, I thought that this railroad's always empty. That one, I don't know if you. Eh. It's but, on my Instagram if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is that band the Scream band? Yep, that's the Scream yeah. band. They so they have the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck's that gonna work? <laughs> um, I have no idea to be honest. Um, they have the scratch tracks for it, and they're gonna write their parts to the scratch tracks, and um, they're really excited to because Phil's gonna do the mandolin on it too, and that's. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll figure I'm, it out as we I'm go. intrigued. I'm intrigued. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's basically how we've been doing all of it. I just send them my scratch tracks and they write their parts to it. And it just, they just basically listen to what they think the song needs and go forward from there. Crazy. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. But then I, I did have one other question too. Um, probably the most serious question so uh you think of like the lexicon of female singers like pat benatar stevie nicks joan jett ann wilson melissa Etheridge. what why is it that you're better than all of them <laughs> <laughs> um 
I don't really know how to answer that question. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So do you ever get, uh, so kind of, uh, playing off of Tony's thing, but in a serious vein, like you, people may see like the cover for blurred and think it's going to be a, the cover and the title gives you an impression that the music's going to be, um, I don't want to be sexist, but you know, like it's going to be, I don't know, light and airy, but, or, or that or something. Typical female music, but it's going to be heavy. And so, but you are definitely ensconced in heavy music. So do you get folks that just like are shocked by that, that, you know, Oh shit, you're playing in a heavy band. It's not like you're just, you know, I don't know. I don't want to disparage singer songwriters because they do great stuff, but it's different. Right. So, um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, do you get people that are shocked that you, when you say, oh, here, listen to my music, and they're expecting, yes. like, Middleless Etheridge, and they mm-hmm. get, you know, yeah, the awesome are... heavy tunes that you have on board. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, people are typically pretty uh, surprised. Um, that was mainly, that was the main uh, response that I got from it. There was, we have a friend named Pat, and he goes, you know, with all your piano ditties that you post on social media, I was really surprised to see that it was, you know, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I grew up, you know, I've joined Rain, was forced to join Rain <laughs> at 14. Um, so I grew up playing it. It's just what I'm used to. Yeah. I shouldn't say I was forced, but I kind of, it was, Jared was, hey, I'm going to start this metal band and you're going to be a part of it. And I was like, being in the band with your dad is not cool. And he goes, you're in it or you're grounded. And I was like, I'm in a band with my dad. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's just it's just kind of what I'm used to. I mean, yeah. oh, thanks, Helen. You're so kind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, and I try to, I use the title blurred because I felt the subject matter and even the, some of the genre, because there's a couple of ballads in there mm-hmm. uh, is a little blurry. It goes from heavy to almost pop to ballad to back to heavy. So I'm like, the subject matter is kind of all over the place. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's people good, ask, you know, when you explain it that way, that does make a lot of sense then. Yeah. Cause yeah. people ask, what's your genre? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> just yeah. music. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I mentioned some of my favorite tunes, but what, what are, what's the favorite or I know it's hard to pick a favorite, but <laughs> what are a couple of the favorites that you, that you love on the album? Um, a couple of the favorites, probably the ones, there's a couple songs that I wrote that don't really mean that much because I just needed words and melodies. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite song musically because I think it's a great tune and yeah. the vocal melodies are cool. And there's that high note that's also kind of neat. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, <It's> stellar. <laughs> thank you. Uh, when it comes to the subject matter, um, I'd have to go between um, Just a Name, Heartbeat, and Moving On. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Heartbeat, because I have that connection yep. with, you know, Wanda, because she's great. Yeah. Um, and Just a Name, because that's just me accepting my past and moving on from it um and moving on was actually about is more about the night that I was that I left Clarkston and I moved back to Brighton home to my mom um it was the night that that decision was made uh and that night was pretty uh (laughs) Helen was there for it 
pretty traumatic. <laughs> um, so based on subject matter, I'd have to say moving on. Um, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, Tony mentioned that you're get, you've got some new music and it sounds like some of that will go um, with the other uh, band. Uh, do you have plans to put some other stuff together with Alex and do like uh, more? Alex and I haven't talked about a second album. I know that he is extremely busy. He's got like 20 different jobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's an exaggeration, but I, yeah. he's a busy dude. I don't want to like cloud his inbox even more. Um, so I am planning on doing some solo stuff. I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to go about it. Um, I'm sure, like I said, Alex and I haven't discussed a second project. Mm -hmm. Um, I could see something happening in the future. Yeah. What he <laughs> see, said. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see something happening. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. So, um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, uh, if you like, and so you may have already, uh, answered this with some of the albums that you and bands you love, but if you were just gonna, um, like you're, you're meeting somebody and you're talking about music and you go, Hey, you really gotta listen. You know, if you want to really understand me, you need to listen to these two albums. What, what are those albums? What are those albums you think that would what? give somebody a perspective on you? Well, crap. Um, I've never really thought about this question before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, obviously my own album, because that's a very personal, yeah. it's a great way to get to know me and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to stuff that I like, um, I like Elvis. Uh, I'm going to have to say, uh, what's that? What is that one Queensryche album that has, uh, I don't believe in love. It's oh. that concept album that I don't believe. Operation Mindcrime? Yes. Yeah, Operation Mindcrime. Britney Spears, clearly. Yes, you should definitely listen to Britney Spears if you want to get to know me and my third grade <laughs> self jumping on the bed. Right. <laughs> oh, That's <baby>. toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Operation Mindcrime. That's a, you know, that's an interesting album because uh, I had a friend, I've told the story before, but um, when that came out, uh, we, you know, we all loved Queen, Queensryche and mm -hmm. I was like huge into like the EP and the warning. I, I like fucking just love those albums. I still do. Mm -hmm. And, um, Operation Mindcrime came out and, uh, my friend at the time, um, he played the shit out of that album. Like every time <laughs> we were, we, we listened to that or we listened to the wall. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's two concept <laughs> albums, and they're like constant. Like every time you're with them, that's what we're listening to. And I'm like, ah. Uh. So I I developed such a negative. Like both those albums, I can, I can hardly listen to them anymore. I'm like, ah. Uh. When I was so glad because I went and saw Queensrÿche recently, they mm -hmm. didn't do a whole lot of uh, Operation Mindcrime, which I was like, oh, good. You know, they got cool. <laughs> tunes, but the rest of it was like older and some stuff off the Warning, which I think. They ignored for the longest time, and I love that album. So, anyway. now which Queensrÿche did you see? The one with Jeff Tate, or just the band? So I am an I am an old man. Um, I saw Queensrÿche with Jeff Tate back when they did the Warning. So I saw that tour. 
Um, and I remember buying the EP when it came out. Um, and I saw him then, I saw him at Operation Mindcrime. Um, and then I've seen him since, like, I think twice, maybe three times with um, shit, Todd uh, Delatore. Um, Todd Latour. Todd Latour, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think they're great. Um, I've not seen Jeff Tate by himself. So I've not, you know, I don't know why, but yeah, Queensryche, fantastic. That band, I got into that band. I think their EP came out around the same time or maybe before Armored Saints, because uh, that was another band I was huge into, Armored Saint, Queensryche. And I think I saw The Warning at Harpo's. I think that's where they played, Queensryche did. So there you go. All right. Yeah, that's <laughs> when that's I saw Jeff Tate by himself um, with his acoustic band and his guitarist Scott was there, too. I'm friends with him on Facebook and I feel so cool <laughs> saying that. Um, <laughs> um, that's actually the show where Jeff unintentionally bought me a shot. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool dude. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you could talk to anybody and share a beverage with them. Um, who would that be? Freddie Mercury. Oh, and what would you talk about? I would talk about our, um, talk about our lifestyle. Cause I really think he's a very, he was a very interesting person. I mean, obviously he's freaking Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, I just want to get to know him. I'd want to know his favorite food. I'd want to know <laughs> how he, <laughs> how he prepared for all of his shows, how he kept his voice. So, um, cause he could go between raspy and clean and I've always been fascinated by people who would do that because I can't. I've tried a few times. There's yeah. there's one part in Just a Name where I don't really growl, but I kind of shout. And I'm, I was really proud of that. And, was, and Alexis was just like, he's like, it was just one word, Jamie. <laughs> one word. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. You don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always been impressed with people that have those like massive ranges where they can do the the full spectrum. Uh, do you know, well, I'm going to guess you do Stu block. Um, he was in, uh, Oh shit. Uh, into eternity. Um, which if you great not band. Yeah. Oh my God. And he eventually was in, uh, I think iced earth. Um, mm -hmm. and that dude, he can do that like air raid siren thing where you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he could, he could change up like, from this really great, like low growl and super high vocals, man, awesome. Another dude that can do that um, is that dude who's now, he's in Witherfall. Um, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Joseph something, Joseph Michael. Um, that He's got that same kind of range where he, and he took over for Warl Dane in Sanctuary. Um, that dude's got a fantastic range too, so. There you go. Some listening for anybody that wants to get into super high singing. <laughs> I will look into them. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being on Fans of Bands. Thanks for having me. Does anybody else have any questions? Because I got one more. Yeah. And this question's for everybody as well. So, Jamie, pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Um. I will never order it, <laughs> but <laughs> if someone hands me a Hawaiian style pizza, I will eat it to be polite <laughs> and not throw up later. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> nice. So what's your favorite uh, pizza combo topping? I kind of go back and forth between barbecue pizza and BLT oh. pizza. Oh, BLT. They're so good. Yes. That Jeff is. Jeff doesn't have them anymore. I think that's a highly underrated pizza. Um, it is. Because, yeah, th those are bad eyes. Uh, Jets doesn't have those anymore? No, Josh and I tried to order a, a BLT oh. pizza like six months ago, and I couldn't find it anywhere on their menu. Oh, boy. Like, what the fuck? Well, you're not too far from Zuki Lake Tavern. They still have them. So, okay. Yeah, just That's so you know, far. out by um, Pinckney, Hamburg area. So it's a short drive for you. There you go. I have a question. What was the hardest part of doing your solo album? Oh, good one. The oh. temperature in my basement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was freezing down there. <laughs> um, so I had to wear a pair of socks and then a pair of fuzzy socks and two pairs of pants and two sweaters down there. But that's where we, you know, had to record because that's where the dogs weren't. My, I have two Alaskan Malamutes. They're adorable, oh, but they have yeah. a lot to say. <laughs> so definitely just the temperature. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, and the dogs like to sing, too, because Malamutes, they don't bark. They kind of sing. Yeah, Arya, she barks. She tries to sing. She's not she's not very good at it. Loki, on the other hand, he he will scream with you. Um, <laughs> I tried posting a video not long ago, and uh, it was I was doing that one song from The Greatest Showman. You know, all the shine of a thousand spot nights, all the stars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was starting to get into <laughs> yep. it, and then Loki just lets it go and I'll, I'll have to share the video with you it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome uh so alex uh pineapple no pan pineapple on pizza you can type it out so I'll, and i'll read it off and, and while he's doing that then what was the best part um probably doing it like recording it with a really good friend of mine who we have basically the same uh, mindset on music and we were always on the same page and how we were going to go about writing and what the song needed um a lot of times i'd shoot an idea and he'd be like i already had it or nice. vice versa nice that's awesome and it appears that you guys are both on the same uh wavelength as far as pineapples so that's good that's very good. <laughs> never pineapple <laughs> yeah never pineapple that's the that's the proper answer by the way if anybody's wondering uh hey helen how about you pineapple no pineapple um i'm kind of in the same boat i won't order it for myself uh -huh. but if it's offered to me i will eat it i will <laughs> say anytime i've had pineapple and pizza i've enjoyed it so i can see both sides mm. I, yeah that's, i think that's, that's good of you helen of pineapple that's good of you. balances out the saltiness of any additional parmesan cheese so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> and tony i can't remember were you 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 weren't a pineapple person were you i am a pineapple person and my my whole thing is if you like it you get it and you love it you enjoy it and i will say this pineapple jalapeno and bacon is an amazing pizza combo try it out All that right. actually sounds really good yeah yeah <laughs> awesome i call that one the uh the daniel gildenlow uh, Pain of Salvation singer. Oh, that's what I took. The, they're from they're from Sweden. I took them okay. to Buddies when they came here, and yeah. that's what he ordered. And I was like, I need to try that, and I've been hooked ever since. Oh man! All right, 
Maybe I'll try. I mean, bacon does make everything better. So it does. I, bacon. I can't is, argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Bacon is the salvation of the world, really. Right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Awesome. Well, Jamie, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I had a really good time. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Many thanks to Jamie, Alex, Helen, and Tony for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. I love Jamie's new solo album called Blurred. She has a phenomenal voice, and the music, written with longtime friend and music collaborator Alex, is evocative and powerful. I very much enjoyed getting into the details of the new music and hearing about her new work with the band Just the Basic. You can pick up Blurred on Apple and Amazon Music. See the show notes for all the details and links. Bands are nothing without you, the fans. Purchasing music and merchandise is critical to their survival. If you can help out your favorite bands, please do. If you're in Michigan, consider following the Playing in Detroit area tonight and SE for Southeast Michigan Music Facebook pages. They are fantastic places for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your family, telling your priest, tell everyone, and leave a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jam.